Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Luke and Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. So, uh, because Matt is at PAX Unplugged and Dan's in some weird country I can't pronounce, they haven't filled anything into the spreadsheet, so I've got nothing to talk about. So I decided to bring my wife with me again. This is pretty much like our wedding vows. <laughs> so yeah, because I'm too lazy to actually look up things to put in the spreadsheet to talk about myself, I just brought Hannah along so she could work out stuff to talk about. What are we talking about? No pressure. No pressure. Hello, everyone. For those of you keeping score, last time I appeared on Multiple Nerdgasm because I feel I deserve a flashback. Okay. I, know, I know you don't normally do flashbacks, but I feel I burnt one by appearing, what, like three times? Anyway, last time on Multiple Nerdgasm, Luke announced I would not be here for a thousand days. Yeah, that lasts, what, three weeks? Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, here we go. So, we're still going to do our review of Thor. Even though Matt and Dan aren't here. This is mostly because, well, I took you to see Thor. Mm -hmm. You are a Thor doubter. Luke, refresh my memory. You're not, you're a Marvel Universe man. Yes. Let's be honest. Marvel before DC, always. That is you, Marvel Mm -hmm. for life. However, you weren't really a Thor man, were you? This is the first Thor movie I've seen. Whereas I have seen all of them. Okay, that sounds like an accomplishment, but there's what, like, this is the third. This is the third. It's not like there's hundreds. <laughs> so, as someone coming in fresh who really didn't know much about the characters or anything and has the memory of a goldfish, so mm-hmm. I don't think you really re- took in much of the Marvel Universe as a whole from previous films, your thoughts? <laughs> I loved it. As I've said before, I've told you, it's like an 80, it's a modern day 80s movie. It's bright lights, bright colours. Uh, what else was there? There was the 80s synth music I just loved. <laughs> and the humour. I love the humour in it. Yeah, now that I think about it, a lot of the big hits that have been coming out from the last couple of years have been throwbacks to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like you got your Stranger Things, you've got Steven Spielberg actually doing stuff again. All the best stuff comes out of the 80s. I mean, I came out of the 80s, 81. Okay. (laughs) No, I don't know. I think maybe you guys have finally, maybe it's your time to be the pop cultural zeitgeist, as it were. It could be. Uh, So it has been two weeks since it came out. So we are allowed to talk about spoilers. We don't have to be scared about that now. It has been at least two weeks since the 80s, yes. No, I meant meant since the movie came out. It's been three weeks since it came out in Australia, but it's been two weeks since it came out in America because Australia got it early for some reason. I am unsurprised. Actually, fun fact, New Zealand often gets movies earlier than the rest of the world. Just because of time difference? No. It's a weird little distribution quirk. Apparently, New Zealand is seen as being a testing ground for some of the English language films, sometimes even before they get their US release. Wow, I did not know that. I did, because in my heart, like Barnaby Joyce, maybe I'm a New Zealander too. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Land of the Long White Cloud, you are amazing. (laughs) And I'm really sorry, New Zealand. I love you. I love you as a country. But I'm sorry, Thor Ragnarok is amazing. So I'm afraid the Russell Crowe precedent does kick in. Does take effect now. Uh, Taika Waititi, you're welcome. now Australian. Welcome. 
I know he likes being Australian. He put a lot of Australian jokes into into the movie, and so yeah, he's now Australian. Until he does something we don't like, then he's New Zealand again. Yep. Once that first phone flies through the air towards an assistant, actually, he doesn't seem like a phone thrower. You don't know. Like I could see him maybe in the What We Do in the Shadow sequel that he's working on at the moment. Like maybe a prop. Uh, I'm looking at his or... photo on IMDb at the moment, and he looks like to me like he throws phones. What are you basing that on? I just get that feeling, just from the look of his cold, dead eyes, that he likes to throw phones at people. Hey, hey, hey. Is this like your Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart thing? No. We can just tell. I can just tell. I just look at look at him. Eyes just staring at you, ready he to throw a phone. Legit, just looks like one of my cousins. No. Anyway, review. So. All right. So Thor Ragnarok, I really, really loved it. It is essentially a hypercolor explosion of lights and sounds and witty banter. And it sounds really weird to say this, but Taika Waititi actually showed incredible restraint in this film. He did? He did. Look, there are lots of little Australian and New Zealand little touches and nods. Very, very clever casting. Must stay. Um, everyone, please listen out to some beautiful Wellington accents. But what I was really impressed with is that the song chosen, because you know the soundtrack maketh the film in the age of the award-winning Suicide Squad, the soundtrack chosen for this film was the Immigrant Song. Well, Taika Waititi, maybe, like some might say you missed a golden opportunity, I say you showed incredible restraint by not res- by not moving towards... The one and only Thunderstruck by Akadaka. I think I've just found out why he didn't put it in. I'm guessing it's licensing issues. Nope, it was released in 1990, and he made an 80s movie. When was The Immigrant Song released? I don't know. Probably after that. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just trying to find something. You can't get all lofty on your <laughs> song facts and then be like, oh, by the way, let me do a cheeky Google. <laughs> the one thing I'm upset about this is... There was no. We all knew that Hulk was going to be in it well beforehand. It would have been a lot more fun to have the Hulk, that fight scene, it just appear and the Hulk just jumps out and it was a surprise. And in all seriousness, I do have another bone to pick with some of the trailers. I mean, yeah, the Hulk thing, I get why that was in there. That was a big hook for the film. I don't don't know why, though. I think it would have been awesome to opening night and then word got out then. The thing that actually annoyed me is in the trailers I saw, it was the he's a friend from work joke thing. But the thing that annoyed me is I saw another trailer, thankfully, after I'd seen the movie, that gives away the spoiler about where Tessa Thompson's character fits into it. Really? Now, for those who haven't seen that trailer or the movie yet, this is one spoiler I am. No, no, no. We're allowed to talk about spoilers. We're allowed to? Yes. Okay. But seriously? Valkyrie? Game changing one thing that always sort of bothered me with the earlier thor movies now the first thor movie you have the obligatory skarsgård of course it's vaguely scandinavian you need at least one skarsgård in there skarsgård's character does touch on the mythos of thor um but it's not something we really saw in the second thor movie and i always thought that was a little bit wasted that they didn't really explore the whole Asgard, Midgard, World Tree, and all that kind of Norse. I have no idea what those movies are about. <laughs> what? I have no idea, like at all. The first two, not a clue. 
Okay, well, movie one is... Oh, no, he's banging Natalie Portman or something? No, they just kiss in the movie, oh, in the okay. first movie. Second movie, she slaps him. Yep. And by Thor 3, dumped. Oh, sorry, it was a mutual dumping. <laughs> but, yeah, Taiko Waititi, you're a national treasure. We love you. I'm not going to say it's my favourite Thor movie. I'm not, no, it's, it's my favourite <laughs> Thor movie. It's not my favourite Marvel movie. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 still holds that. The second one. The second one. Why the second over the first? I just like the part where Chris Pratt's talking about how he's going to make up some really messed up stuff when he finds out that he's basically a god and can create things. He's just going to make some really weird stuff. I just love that part. And then when he turns into Pac-Man. What? So you connected. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> um. What else? So we didn't really talk about spoilers. I know we said we would. We didn't. They win the day. Oh, one- the one thing—it's not really clear how Hulk actually got there. They really don't explain that at all, except for the scene where they go, "How did you get here?" And Mark Ruffalo explains how he in fact got there. Eh, I didn't buy it. That was during the part when you left to go to the bathroom. Eh. Uh- it's sort of, they watched a video of the Hulk there and they hit a recording and then it's just, I don't know, it, to me it was just a half-assed explanation. They just tried to gloss over it, which makes sense in this type of style of movie it is. Although, speaking of half-assed efforts, oh, Matt, please don't recut that one. Yeah. That was awkward. <laughs> speaking of half-assed efforts, can we mention the Benedict Cumberbatch little cameo he had at the start? Mm-hmm. The completely unnecessary one stop trying to make doctor strange happen no one liked it have you seen it yet i don't need to (laughs) i've seen muggins here with his little fakey fakey beard and his little twitchy hands i don't need to see a movie to go you know what men in capes should have a bit more self-respect than this children's magician party don't you make fun of capes i'm gonna get one one day no i can wear a cape I can make a cape look good. Ah, uh, as Edma Mode from The Incredibles will happily tell you, no capes. Gonna be a Lando, Lando cape. He doesn't have a cape. Yeah, he does. Oh, you mean then that? Then they're Carissian. You mean that little dust jacket he has? It's a cape. Oh, it's like a half. It's it's an apron. He's slung around his shoulders. It's a cape. I'm gonna get one. Why? Because I really want one. I've always wanted one. Well, what's stopping you from wearing an apron from the kitchen around your shoulders? Because it's not the same. It's not what he wore. You need the one worn by Lando. No, one like that one. I can't afford the one worn by him. So you want an apron? I don't want an apron. What would I do with an apron? Wear it around your shoulders, apparently. Like those people who go to Ikea and wear the faux fur around their shoulders, pretend they're on Game of Thrones. People do that? Yeah, that's where the, some of the Game of Thrones costume people get their outfits from. Not the outfits, the fake fur to make the outfits. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's. I'm gonna go. I'm going past old spreadsheets to try and steal stuff that we didn't talk about in past episodes. So you're not going to get the A stuff in this episode. You're not going to get the awesome stuff. You're going to get stuff we couldn't be bothered to talk about in the past. So once again, Matt and Dan, I get your sloppy seconds. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Although, can I just say one more thing that I love about Taika Waititi? I suppose. One of the things I absolutely love, and I have to admit Disney usually does really well, is, especially with its animated films, is making sure that 
they really are for everyone. Like, there's been a really positive trend. In Except re- some of the earlier ones. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go into that controversy <laughs> right now. But like, for example, there's been a really good trend over the last few years of Disney when they do do the language ap- adaptations, ensuring they get the right people to do the voices. In animated films, like voices really do make such a huge difference. And for little kids, hearing someone that sounds like them and has their accent makes such a huge difference. Anyway, Taiko Aititi, you are a national hero to us in Australia, but also to the people of New Zealand who I guess can borrow you, maybe, on alternate Thursdays when they have custody. Taiko Aititi actually translated Moana into Maori. I don't know what that is. You know Moana? No. The most recent Disney animated film? I haven't seen a Disney animated film since... Oh, God. What's the last Disney film I saw? Mickey Mouse was in it, and there was he was wearing a wizard hat and doing magic. Mickey Mouse Funhouse? No. Was he on a steamboat? No. Fantasia. Fantasia. Is he in that? Yes. Ah. I think. I don't know. So it's not just about racist centaurs. I don't actually even remember watching that. I don't know. I don't watch Disney cartoons. I'm really surprised, though, because Moana has your favourite actor in the world. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, who did not re-record his part in Maori. Could that be because maybe he doesn't speak Maori? Jermaine Clement re-recorded his part in Maori. But maybe he didn't have time to learn and redo his part. Maybe he's because he's working more. Jermaine Clement, years... What's he working on at the moment? Right now, yep. Jermaine Clement. Yep. What we do in the shadows too is Taika Waititi. And what was he doing before that? Uh, let's see. Probably Flight of the Concord stuff. I so know that that's that, that, that ended years ago. He he's got a lot of spare time on his head. So he's there. Got you want me to record more? I'll record more. You want I'll learn other languages and record that as well. Well, he okay. Admittedly, he already spoke Maori. Yep. But I don't think he'd ever sung in Maori before. So that was a new experience. Yeah. But it's a paycheck. He got paid twice. Wait, so if I paid you, mm-hmm. you would learn how to do this podcast in a second language? Yep. Which language? I don't know. English? Can we can we give that a go? I'll try English, yes. Nice. <laughs> so it's a lot of money, though. I'm not cheap. Actually, I'm very cheap. I've heard you say multiple, multiple times that, what, 250 takes you a long way? Yeah. Gets you far? Yep. 150, really. I could have record those soon. Record what? You're... It's a secret. It's coming out later. Is this a secret like your next tattoo? No. That's not a secret. I thought you weren't telling Matt and Dan, though. I don't know what I want now. That's why it's a secret. Luke, there's a difference between something being a secret because you're trying to keep it low-key. No, now I remember what it is. What is it? It's a secret. I remember it now, though. What? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was. Yeah. But now I remember, and it's still a secret. So as soon as I find a tattooist, I'm going to get it. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Listeners, if any of you know a decent tattooist who will do a secret tattoo, please email us, podcast at multiplenerdgasm.com. If you would like to help fund the tattoo, become a Patreon sponsor. Why not? Yes, there should be a level for that to give Luke a tattoo. Matt, add that in. We need to change the levels on Patreon. Luke's tattoo is now on there. Yeah, as one of your Patreon sponsors, I'm actually quite keen to receive my reward. You haven't asked for it yet. Yeah, that's because I can't decide what I want. I believe I've bought 
well donated enough now that you guys have to record something mm-hmm. of my choosing. Mm-hmm. And I believe I get a copy of the recording, so it's mine forever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, given your musical stylings, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear a rendition of Shoop. Shoop, shoop a doo, shotgun bam. What's up with that thing? Looks could kill you, would be an Uzi. Yeah, I got that. That's easy. Oh, free preview. <laughs> yep, get ready for that soon. Okay, let's put that on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Make a fortune. Oh, no, I don't think we'd be able to sell it. Why not? Because we don't have the license to it. Ah, but if it's a parody, you what are the rules then? I don't think you can make money off it, though. When have we ever made money off anything you've done? Yeah, good point. I say with love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I may not be making money, but neither does Snapchat these days. Did Snapchat ever make money? I don't know what their business model is to possibly make oh, money. Hang on, hang on. I know that if, like, you're a company that wants to do a custom filter or something, you can pay for that. Kind of like Google AdWords, mm. but I have, interactive. Yeah, I'm starting to see. If you look at sort of the stories, and they're, tr- I know they're trying with the whole... They've got the map now, so you can see what's happening on around, and I think they're trying to get people to advertise that way. But did you remember the spectacles, the Snapchat spectacles? The spectacle you made of yourself on Snapchat? No, I meant the glasses that they tried to market a while ago. <gasps> Those weird ones that I thought would pretty much be used by creepy dudes to look at their penises. I spent hours when I was in New York trying to find a pair. So you could look at your penis? Yes, and share it with everyone. It's Because it's so much easier. If you've got your hands free, you can get a better angle. I don't understand. <laughs> but no, evidently, they didn't sell that well. They did their marketing. Is it the creepy man factor? It might have been. I think their marketing was great to start off with, and then it also ended up destroying itself. When they first came out, it was the only place you could get them from their vending machines. And the vending machines were not everywhere. They were very special locations, and then you had to look on the internet to get the time location of where they're going to be. And so people were lining up to get them mm-hmm. for hours. And then that kept going and going and going. And by the time they actually just became readily available, I think everyone was just over them. I think if they had to just put them on sale after the first week, they would have sold a lot more. So essentially... You're saying the downfall of Snapchat Spectacles was the founder of Snapchat marrying Miranda Kerr. Because these happened around the same time. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. I really wanted a pair, but I couldn't Did find you? a pair. Did you, though? Yes. I walked kilometres in New York to tr- go to the store where it's meant to be, and it was shut. It's going to clash with your little Lando apron, isn't it? No, I'm going to get Google Glass. Going to get a pair. Next time we go on holiday, I'm wearing Google Glass. But yeah, Snapchat, they lost uh, $40 million on that. It's really cute, though, you think we'll still be on holiday together by the end if you're walking around wearing (laughs) creepy man glasses. They're not creepy man glasses. They're so I can take photos. Without alerting people to the fact you're taking photos. No, it's because when I'm travelling, i am normally got the walking stick, and it's a real pain to stop and then get the phone out and then sign up and take a photo. But if I've just got the glasses, I can just go click and start. I have offered multiple times to get you a disposable camera to stick on to, like, a hat, and then one of those little put, like, powder prof- pressy buttons so go... But then you have to get it developed. And where do you get film developed anymore? Can you get film developed anymore? No. Yeah. 
No. Yeah. You can't buy you film. Can. Yes, you can. No, the only way you can get film developed is if you've got one of those dark rooms that you can do it yourself. That's creepy. How so? Film. Film's creepy. How is film creepier than old man spectacles? Because you don't, you're taking photos that you want no one to know you have taken. And so you've got, you take them back to your dark room and you have them there and there's no record that can be stolen off the internet. And then you can lock them away in a safe. That's creepy. Sorry, something that can't be recorded for the internet is creepy. Yep. So anything you that want, can't the, be recorded for the internet is creepy. They just want it so there's no record that can be found. Who's they? The creepy people taking photos of me. What? What? Why are they photographing you? What? You think people wouldn't want to take photos of me? Actually, to be fair, in Japan, you'll stop multiple times for photos. Thank you. But the law in Japan is you have to notify someone that you're taking a photo of them. Not everyone did. And what camera, like, you notice this while you were in Japan, your phone automatically turned the sound on. You couldn't take a camera, like, so you couldn't take a photo without hearing a shutter sound. No, mine didn't. Ah. Mine did. Yours did. Mine didn't. I tricked my phone. How did you do that? I don't know. I just didn't do it. I didn't get arrested, so. Not yet. But, you know, like, for all we know, the Japanese Metropolitan Police are keen listeners. (laughs) I'll be sending you a very polite but firmly worded email. Speaking of people taking creepy photos of me. Yeah. There's a way I can actually stop my nudes getting out on the internet now. Stop publishing them? Nope. Or... So that may help, but also if I just give them to Facebook. Wait, so if you post nude photos of yourself on Facebook, mm-hmm. they're going to stop people from saving copies? No, it's to stop the whole revenge porn thing, which I've never understood why people would do that. But anyway. Revenge porn or taking the photos to begin with? Revenge porn. Uh, sometimes it's not even revenge porn, as weird as that sounds. Um, one of the common defences you hear from... Usually, guys, is like, oh, I just thought she looked so hot. So, you know, like, yeah, I sent a photo on to my friends or things like that. The problem is once a photo gets out there, it's almost impossible to control. Unless you send it straight to Facebook. What? Tag Mark Zuckerberg in your nudes. Yep. Okay, everyone, tag Mark in your nudes. Yep, that'll stop it. I don't actually, I think what happens is they, you send the image to them and then they store it. And then if anyone tries to upload that picture, they notify you or block it. Does it have to be that exact picture or is there some sort of facial recognition? It has to be that exact picture. It's like doing a Google image search. But then you're going to hit on problems, which does happen with teens. Teens, if you're listening to this, be careful of teens snapping photos of themselves using Snapchat, possibly taken on creepy old man glasses. No way of knowing. And then the person on the other end saving a screen cap and bam, photos out photo is out. Okay. Oh, so, no, what it actually is, is if you upload your picture, so you send a nude by messenger to someone using Facebook, they're putting a digital hash on it, and it's just so it can be tracked as to where that picture goes. Wait, wait. Facebook is going to copyright the nude? They're not copywriting it. It's They're affecting, they're giving it sort of like a, something that can be recorded on it and it can be used to track its how it gets distributed through social media. Okay. Yeah, I'm still not trusting it. No, I just think that's a terrible thing. People just don't send nudes. Go back to Polaroids. Polaroids are a safer way to do it. Sorry, so 
film cameras. Too creepy. Yep. Too creepy. Don't know who's doing it. Yep. Don't know where they're developing it. Mm-hmm. Polaroids. Polaroids. Completely different because it prints out right then and there. They're not developing it in secret in the back room with their pants off. Their shirt probably too. It's probably hot back there. It's got that red light in there. You know okay. what happens in red light areas. Sorry, I'm still a bit confused because last time you were using a Polaroid camera, you were quite drunk. Yep. And you kept telling me that it was magical pixies painting the photos. Yep. And then you kept saying they were doing a great job. They thought a great job under the pressure. Like they have to take a lot of paint a lot of photos really quickly. But then they get a lot of time off because with those types of cameras, they used a lot for like a day and then shoved away in a drawer for about a year or five and then used again. So they got a lot of downtime. So you want one for Christmas? Yep. Okay. Polaroids are my dick. What? Why do you want Polaroids of your peers? I can mail them to listeners. I don't think they want that. That's another Patreon level we're going to have. Pictures of Luke's dick. Why? People pay for it, then we know they want it. That's just... What? That sounds like a Kevin Spacey defense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Fine, under control. Is there another Patreon level that stops you sending photos? <laughs> yeah, the one above that one. <laughs> so, listeners, if you sub- subscribe to our Patreon so Luke can what? It's the opposite of blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's going to make us a fortune. Is it though? <laughs> you just wait and see. I just what? All right. Or how about no? <laughs> this is a terrible plan. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Why? I actually went out and got it, even though... Well, this is one thing that's really annoying me. Everyone's been upset and complaining about the microtransactions and everything, but no one actually spoke about the single-player game. So I went out and got it to play that. I believe Gizmodo reviewed it this morning as bafflingly unstructured. Yes. Oh, no, wait. I just made that up, but Gizmodo was not impressed with it. Um, what is baffling unstructured? Sorry, it's what now? Baffling unstructured. <laughs> Bafflingly. Yeah, that word too. <laughs> so the, the way the ads leading up to this looked like it was going to be a really interesting story. So you play a special ops stormtrooper. Hang on. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Luke. Yes. Did you get suicide squatted by the trailers? No, not quite like that. I knew it wasn't going to be like great, great. It wasn't the music. Suicide Squad just has great music and great makeup. Award best winning. Award winning. But you play a stormtrooper to sort of on Endor and you witness the destruction of the second Death Star and it's meant to be about your story continuing on about that and how you're fighting for the rebellion and no fighting for the Empire and how that sort of continued off after the war. So the first two levels were pretty much that. Like the first level you actually start captured on a rebel light ship and you escape with plans. Mm-hmm. It's all great. Then you're on the Endor and you see it destroyed, that's all great. And then... Wait, wait, wait. The destruction of Endor, that's all great. The Death Star. I mean, the story's following along quite nice. And then... Where did the Ewoks go, Luke? The Endor's fine. 
They where uh, do the Ewoks but when, go? Actually, when the Death Star probably did blow up and a lot of that debris crashed into the planet, it probably destroyed hundreds of acres of rainforest and probably killed lots of them. The Death Star is about the size of an actual moon, right? Yep. A small moon. And it went into orbit around Endor? Yes. Well, I ain't one of your university-trained astrophysicists or nothing, mm-hmm. but wouldn't that, like, affect... Endor's tides and stuff. Ah, you forgot it's in Star Wars. That's just a forest planet. There's no, there's no tide. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It's culturally homogenous, right? Like everyone speaks the same language. Yep. And they all just happen to live in the one part where people land. Yeah, exactly. Like just like in Firefly. It's the forest moon of Endor. So there's just forest, and you got Tatooine, which is just desert. These sound like terrible planets. Hoth, which is just ice. Like, I knew the ones in Firefly weren't very good, but somehow this is more disappointing. Yeah, he's just one planet is one ecosystem. And how many have Nathan Fillion on them? None. How many should? All. I like Nathan Fillion. He's up there with The Rock. Not quite just below The Rock. So if The Rock and Nathan Fillion did a buddy cop movie? That would be amazing. I could see that. You they would, they, see would that. they would work well together. I'm not sure they would because they're both the laid-back funny guy. It would work, trust me. I don't know. I want to see Idris Elba and Terry Crews do a buddy cop movie. But anyway, back to Star Wars. No, I think we should talk Terry Crews. No. Terry Crews news. Because after <laughs> after you watched The Destruction and then it just the story just, for me, went downhill very quickly. Like this conversation where you moved away from Terry Crews. <laughs> I'm not going to go and give any more spoilers away from the actual storyline. All I'm going to say is it just feels like it need felt like it had to just force characters in, like Princess Leia and Luke and Han Solo and Lando, just force them into the story when they did not need to be there at all. If only there was a way so you have those characters somewhere where you could unlock them. <laughs> yes, the multiplayer. Because after I... So after I got disappointed with the single story, single player campaign, which I'm happy they had one this time, but I wish they had have actually just focused on the story of the Stormtrooper. Yeah, that is one thing I noticed with a lot of your whinging about games. You're not a team player. No, God, no. Screw those people. I'm always at the top of the leaderboard. I'm not quite. I'm in the top five. But top five out of 20 people, and now I'm just playing with idiots. And I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Do not look at Luke. Do not look at him in the eyes. <laughs> but the oh, this one, they really have gone pay to win with Battlefront 2. Because I don't care about loot boxes and stuff like that. Could not care less. If you want it, people want to pay money to get a pretty skin for their character or a weapon, go for it. Don't care. I just play as the default character and weapon skins. Always have. I believe... Luke, that this is a fallacy. What? Sorry, a lie. What? Luke, I've been playing a little bit of Phoenix Wright Attorney Law. I think I got this. Okay. Luke made up surname because we don't want to give that out on air. Is it not true that there was a game in which you purchased non-functional horse armour? That would be probably at the very start of... Paid DLC that was useless, and yes, I brought the horse armor if it, in oblivion. So, because of this purchase, probably in the dark ages, two thousand and three. <laughs> yes, but that's fine. It doesn't affect gameplay, and nothing. You should not be able to pay extra money to affect gameplay. And if actually, like even in the first Battlefront, 
you could unlock different character skins. Yeah. This one, you can't do that. It's just you play as the default trooper and that's it. You can't even pick between male and female, which sucks because I'm always female. Yeah, that is disappointing. So they got rid of that and then brought in, not loot crates, you can't unlock everything with money, but you don't make a lot of money for at all in playing the game. Like, on average, I think the most I've made is about 400 credits. To buy just one of the loot crates is, like, the minimum's 2,000, but the trooper one, which is the one that you buy the most, is 4,000. Yeah, and this is exactly what we were talking about the other day when we were talking about how EA Pinky promised that they were going to reduce or remove microtransactions. And coincidentally, at the same time, the amount of credits you receive for completing a mission really went down as well. Yeah, like it's... I have to pay, like, play 10 missions to be able to unlock an extra crate. And it's... It, the stuff you're unlocking isn't like his a new look for the gun or a new piece of armor. It is actually, here is an upgrade for your weapon. Here is an upgrade for your armor. Like, it's... When I say upgrade, I mean it makes you harder to kill. Mm. Increase one 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 of the things cards you get actually increases your health. Yeah, so they are game changing. Yes, like quite literally game changing. And so I I'm not I don't play a lot when I play multiplayer. I I not like I used to. I used to play Halo Two to death, but Battlefront Two. I'm going to log on to maybe a few hours every week. But I'm already saying this now that I'm already. A much lower level than a lot of the other people playing, and I'm not going to be able to compete. Yeah, I have to admit that, like, in some of the big... I don't even know if mPorg's the right word when it's the massive multiplayer online, when we're talking about, like, on a console or things like that. But one of the things I like in a game is when you do get a special thing, but it's always because you've done something cool. Like, for example, when you see someone, you're like... Oh, they got that special limited edition pink leopard print halo armor. And I know that they got that because they went on a particular mission or they did something that was really hard or tricky. And yeah, you know, it's a little cosmetic thing. And maybe the gun fires a tiny bit faster, but it's not, you're not unduly advantaging well, some people. That's what EA said with the reason why the characters were so expensive to buy, that they wanted you to feel a sense of accomplishment. That so wow that person's unlocked Emperor Palpatine they must be really good which to that degree I don't actually mind too much with the unlocking of characters like that because well, those characters it's not like you get to play those characters all the time. Well, when we're talking about unlocking a character in that way, I expect there to be a bit of a bit of grinding like mm. that's how you earn it. But if you're buying your way in, all that says is that you're very good with mummy or daddy's credit card. Well, uh, because I'm assuming you don't want to have to explain those charges on your own credit card to the bank. Well, even if you unlocked the Emperor or anything, any of those hero characters, when you're playing, you can't actually just use them. Oh, in the game. That's you, frustrating. In the game, when you're playing the Conquest, which is the main multiplayer game, you actually have to earn points in the game that you then use to spend to buy that character to play at that stage. So even if someone went in and locked one of the locked heroes, and then came in, they wouldn't be able to just play that character. They'd have to also be good at playing to be able to get enough points to play them in the game. So weirdly enough, a similar strategy to what Marvel used with Civil War, 
where for some reason they didn't have Thor or Hulk. And <laughs> Thor Ragnarok fills that gap quite nicely. <laughs> so similar thing. You can't bring in all the big guns. But no, but that's that's and that's fine. And like, so that's fine to have to unlock for that. What's not fine is the fact that you can then get extra cards to make them more powerful. Yeah. So I think and honestly, I'm really starting to think that this has all come from EA paid too much for the license to make Star Wars games. And they're starting to worry that they're not going to make their money back. I think... Or it, not as much money as they were hoping to. I suspect as well that Uncle Disney has also given them a bit of a tap on the shoulder as well. I think that's more for more so removing... The microtransactions, the, yeah. But they, they haven't... They've removed them for the time being, but they're going to bring them back. So odds are they've just removed them at the moment, so it's not going to affect their sales. And then in the new year, they'll bring them back. I'm feeling February because you want to get all, like, this is probably going to be one of the games that's going to show up in people's stockings for those who still buy physical games. So, you know, you got your teens, you got your youths, you got little kids because even though there's a bit of violence, it's still fairly friendly for the kids. Because it's space violence, which apparently doesn't count. Yep. So, you know, by the end of the school holidays, we're talking January, early February, parents are probably willing to pay. (laughs) They will not get any extra money off me. I will not buy any of those loot crates. I will buy the ones with in-game currency, but that's it. What if they had special ATAT armor? No. That was non-functional. Non-functional all for it. Oh, what was that white Yeti thing that Luke was riding around? Uh, Tauntaun. Yeah, what if they had like a special Tauntaun fur? If it was didn't have any effect on the gameplay, I would get it. I'd be fine with that. And that's what they should go to. All loot boxes. And this is why people, are, governments are starting to look into, are they gambling? Because they do make a difference to the game. Ah, uh, not just that, but it's also the random factor of what you receive. Overwatch, I think, do it great. Or you get different colors, different skins, and different we- weapon skins and stuff like that. Different emotes, which they're fun. Mm-hmm. They're fun. People seem to love them. I don't get it, but people do. Have you played Overwatch? Yeah, I played it one one of the free weekends. Oh, okay, didn't care for it. It's a multiplayer only game, and it's a type of one where you need to work with a team. Listeners, if you are also a fan of multiplayer games and believe that you are not an idiot <laughs> and are willing to accept Luke as your captain, please write in to us because he is willing to consider playing more multiplayer games. Yes, I do want to play some of them, but then, yeah, it's just playing with idiots. Like, I wouldn't mind playing Grand Theft Auto online. Overwatch, no, because you've got to spend too much time in it and work together too much. Hypothetical question. Mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson calls you, Mm -hmm. says, Luke, Mm -hmm. you're a bit of a fan of my work. Mm -hmm. We should play Overwatch together sometime. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. turns out he's not very good and he won't let you be captain. Would you keep playing with him? No. That doesn't sound fun. It's just going to end with me yelling at The Rock and I don't want to make him cry. Wait, why are you making The Rock cry? I just assumed that would how it would go because he's a really nice guy. Why would he be upset about you yelling at him? Because he go, he's my friend, and I reached out to him, and now he's just throwing it back in my face, and he get really upset, and he cry. So the rock's gonna cry because you're being a jerk. Yes, and I don't want that to happen. So how would you preserve this friendship? We wouldn't play Overwatch. What would you play? 
Not Star Wars Battlefront. Um, I don't know. Love in a Dangerous Space Time? No, that just ends in fights as well. Over- you know that. Overcooked. Ends in fights. Maybe just, if we're going to play a multiplayer game and it was a shooting game, I'd probably go Titanfall. Uh, I play Rock Band with him. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm good nope, at Rock Band. No, nope, too late. Sorry, you and the Rock We could all play. Mm. You have four players. Mm. Can we, though? Yes, we can. Can we? I have three guitars, two drum sets. We're fine. Microphones. Yeah. But, yeah, but you can only have one drum kit at a time, can't you? Well, we could have... I'll be on drums. Yeah. We'll have the rock on guitar. Yeah. And you on bass. Everyone's happy. Who's on the mic? No one wants to sing in that game. Actually, Dwayne the Rock Johnson can sing. You know how I know this? How? Moana. Weird movie that no one's seen. What do you mean no one's seen? It's fantastic. I loved it. And he has a big solo. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is called... You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And features a little bit of the rock rapping, which is very cute. All right. Well, I think the next rock movie I'm actually going to see is Jumanji. But we should probably go out and see that DC movie that's out now. What is it? Justice League. Yeah, that one, because that looks great. I'm so excited for that. What Justice League is making me do is really think about how much I truly liked Wonder Woman, and am I willing to sit through a lot of brooding Batflick for Gal Gadot? And, you know, as you were with me, as you're aware, I was quite the fan of the Wonder Woman movie. I really liked it. Um, Although I did go through a bit of soul-searching the other week, as one does when you follow DC things, and I was like, do I like the Wonder Woman movie so much because it was a good movie? Or... Was it just simply so much better than Batman versus Superman? And I've decided that I liked it in its own right. But now I'm worried because, you know, Justice League, they're probably going to have other characters on screen. Yep. They've got lots of characters that are all great and like like that stupid Aquaman. Jason Momoa. Yeah, he's... I don't know what they were thinking. What's wrong with Jason Momoa? Aquaman is a guy who wears this bright orange jumpsuit and is blonde and he's useless. He's not some big muscly guy that can beat people up. Well, he he is a big muscly guy who can beat people up. No. Uh, no my point in that is actually Aquaman, guardian of the sea, right? Mm-hmm. How many sea crimes have you heard about? None. Exactly. He does his job. <laughs> he does his job. And Cyborg just looks terrible. Like, he looks bad. Not bad in a good way. I mean, he just looks bad. Like, they skimped on the CGI, or...? No, I think they... I don't know. They spent a lot of money on it, probably. And The Flash? I don't know why they didn't use The Flash from a television show. I think DC has different rules with its multiverse compared to some of the Marvel ones. For example, like in DC TV land, you had Smallville, Mm -hmm. which I believe is completely separate. Then you have The Flash and you also have Supergirl. Again, I believe completely separate. Whereas Marvel, Luke Cage will meet Jessica Jones. They're banging, aren't they? Spoilers. Oh, I haven't seen it. Well, you know, 
in canon. They're married, aren't they? Uh, they were. They have a kid together. They divorced. So they don't definitely to- bang it. Then they get back together again. Banging's my new word. Okay, then. Yep. That's your new word. Yep. You're so hip and with it. It's like Dan's on the show. <laughs> Tell me about Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Three dollar bill, y'all. I don't understand the reference. That's their first album. Is it? Yep. Was I alive? Yes. Really? Yes. You were. Not by much. Yes. Okay. Came out in the 90s. 1997. I don't think I was listening to Limp Biscuit in 1997. I was. On a tape? No, we were on CDs then. Were you? Some people were. Not you? I I actually think I even owned... Yes, yes, because I actually owned a quarter of a CD burner. What do you mean you owned a quarter of a CD burner? CD burners were really expensive back then. Yeah. So we all chipped in and brought one. Who's we? Me and people I went to school with. What did you burn? I got one CD out of it. This does not sound like a good investment. It was a terrible investment. And it wasn't even like it burnt stuff really quickly. Like if you wanted to burn a CD, it would take as long as listening to the CD. So, like, recording your favourite song from the radio straight onto a tape. Yep, exactly like that. Terrible. And sometimes you'd just go through all that time spent burning it, and then it wouldn't work. Did you ever make mixed tapes or mixed CDs for anyone? No. Never? Never. It seemed like a lot of effort. Not even Matt or Dan when you were courting them? No. Gee, Matt and Dan, you're real swell. We I should just... all go to this winter social together. I just put out. You what now? I just put out. <laughs> Put out what? Crappy fake CDs. <laughs> Wore my cape. Yeah, apron. <laughs> and just nothing else. <laughs> and just things went from there. <laughs> All right, I'm calling it. What you calling it? The end of the episode. All right then. I'm tired, and I've got to edit this now. I'm stopping. When I say edit, I'm just going to cut out blank spots to make it easier for Matt to edit because I can't edit or Jenna. When of them will do it. I'm helping. Listeners, if you would like us to do these things more professionally, you know where our Patreon is. And pictures of my dick. Could be yours. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.